What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Horror Academy Podcast. And for this episode, you're going to want to lay back and relax because we're giving you that look, that Netflix and chill look. Ooh. It's a Netflix episode. Rejects, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'll never get tired of doing Dude, that. Dude, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> Dude, when, when were we doing it that made us laugh super hard? It was when we first watched it, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. The, with Ben and all that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so funny. That man. was that was amazing. Yeah. If you guys want to watch that episode, go and check out our director's cut Rob Zombie episode. That's what we're referencing. <sighs> All right. Well, yeah. it's another week, you guys. We're glad to be back and to be talking to you all. Um, and honestly, it feels like it's been like a thousand years for some right. reason. It feels strange. Maybe because we weren't really active on social media either. That's true. We just kind of let the week slide on by. Yeah, that's right. But uh, here we are. Here we are, guys, with another episode we have in Fernando Valle. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking about Netflix, yes. uh, some Netflix originals and all that good stuff and just kind of talking about how this this company that first started doing like DVD rentals, who, which we all use by the way, we mm-hmm. most of us have Netflix, but there's a love, it's love-hate, hate yeah. because you took Blockbuster from us. Exactly. Love because you provided Netflix and chill. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's a win-lose. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those scenarios. (laughs) Those scenarios. And we're going to see, go over a couple of uh, movies that this thing, that this DVD rental company thing that originated to be started. I don't know where that sentence went, but I took it anyway. Yeah. With this first uh, film, we're doing Before I Wake. Before I Wake, man. And I came, I came here today, and you, I, you were finishing watching that. Yeah, it was. So you have the more fresher take right now. Yeah. What was, what was your overall impression? So before I wake, had a very decent premise. A certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> Um, shall I say? <laughs> One could say. <laughs> um, off the bat, I, I caught on to the story rather quickly. And I was just like, you know what? This could be cool. Right. It sounds like you can make a pretty solid story out of this. Like, the, yeah. the goal here is to expand our minds and go right. into, like, a weird scenario and... and Quite different from most horrors, yeah, or horror movies out there. But this one was a miss for me. It was, it was like it had a solid idea behind it. Yeah, it just didn't know how to utilize it. Yeah, it was just kind of. I don't know, man. The plane took off, but it didn't have like 
yeah the gas to land yeah exactly you know I mean? exactly it was it crash landed a little yeah. bit for us um well this movie was directed by mike flanagan box uh, it grossed 3.3 million dollars and for these movies i couldn't find what the budgets were weirdly enough but i could find the. and how do they gross money i have no idea i think they these movies do are released like in um the uh, film festivals and that's things like true. that so i think that's that's where that uh, money comes from as well as probably some dvd rentals as well, or actual purchases. Yeah. Um, but other than that, mm, I have no idea. Have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, we got Kate Bosworth as Jesse Hobson. Our, our man here, Thomas Jane, as Mark Hobson. Tom, Tommy Jane. Thomas. Thomas. If, I could, if I could meet Tom. Tommy. Thomas. T. If I could meet you, man, it'd be everything. <laughs> you mean the world to me. You mean the world. We got Jacob Tremblay, Mr. Tremblay, as Cody Morgan. <laughs> and he was in the, the room, the movie Room, uh, with Brie Larson. So mm. he, he he's he's a pretty decent actor yeah. for his age and everything. I, I just don't. When think did the Room come out? This was maybe around. 2017, I think. I don't know. Okay. This movie came out in 2016, so I know it was after that because he was right. he was younger in this film. Um, but the script behind it was not good enough for him to like show off his full capacity. Right. As far as all the the actors, like they they weren't given the opportunity to really show their guns pretty much right right um it, it follows the story of cody who is this foster kid who has a, a solid power he makes his dreams come true which so are you walt disney yeah exactly what are you who are you <laughs> and thank goodness it was a eight-year-old boy because god only knows what kind of wet dreams it would be if it was a 15 year old uh, or me <laughs> oh god <laughs> holy shit um anyway so yeah. this this movie was so this movie i think i think this is the one where it had like the as far as being released it had uh it was it was dragged through the mud on this so it was originally scheduled for a may 2015 release but then it was delayed until september 2015 and then it was removed from the schedule when Reality R- Relativity Media, who was the, the production company behind it, right. they they went uh, they filed for bankruptcy, um, and then some shit happened between when they were then set for release in April of 2016, but then again they were delayed for September of that year. It's like September is something solid for them or or something. Um, eventually, Netflix is like, you know what? Look, just, just give it, give it here. We'll, we'll, we'll just get it out to the world, and so they gave it out to the world, except for the United States. They're yeah. like, no, 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 not you guys, not yet. And so they gave it to the rest of the world, and we're like, enjoy. And the world was like, ah, oh, no, God, no, we don't like this. And then like, ah, oh, fuck, all right, well here you go, U.S. And that's the story of how we got it. That that was incredible. Yeah, thank you. That was the coolest fucking story I've ever heard. Dude, can, I'm can fucking, you say it again? Yeah, so they released it to the world and they're like, here you go. And the world was like, ah fuck no, take it back. And I'm like, oh, okay, well here's the, the, the US and US is like, ah 
for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that was rhetorical. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, man, this movie will just... Uh, it was know. a it was a weird one. It was weird. It felt weird. Um, they tried to tug on your heartstrings. They did, yeah. Emotionally, with having like some heavy, uh, like, mo- like a heavy material. Topics, topics, material. Heavy, yeah, heavy material throughout yeah. the film, and they kind of want you to feel something for the characters. Something for the characters, yeah. and that's cool and all, but that does, I don't think that plays all too well with right. horror. Exactly. Like there's. There's different ways to go about it. Yeah. You can't try to make it, like, drama emotional. Right. And then add horror to it. Yeah. Like, bro, you just tried to make me cry, and now now, now you just threw in a jump scare out of nowhere. Well, um, Hereditary did it really well. Yes. They did it... Well, I think I, that's part because of the genuine acting. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. I think with this movie, Before I Wake... The the fact that they were putting in the like those those emotional uh, heartstrings that they were tugging at you like at yeah. the end when uh, Jesse was telling Cody oh hey so it looks like the reason why you're having all these dreams is because your mom died from cancer spoiler alert and I think the the reason why it doesn't work is because throughout the film the acting or at least the characters I should say the acting is fine but the characters were never established. To where we can relate to them. Right. To where we can be like, you know what? I feel for you, dude. Right. And I think, like, somewhere in, in the middle, they were like, you know what? I don't think our film is emotional emotional enough. Let's uh, let's add this scene and uh, hope for the best. And nope. It felt weird. It did. Um, it, it, it never welcomes in the viewer. Right. Right. It, so you kind of feel like you're at someone's house that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, you just kind of feel like, <laughs> I'm watching this movie, but I've, I don't feel I'm a part of this experience. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, That's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah, so it felt weird. Um, my boy, Thomas Jane, <laughs> why did you take this role? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking, like, did he just kind of go through the script and was like, you know what? This is actually a good fucking movie yeah you know what i'm all in i'm all in let's (laughs) fucking do it or maybe he had a contract with netflix because he did uh he did another netflix original do you know what it was about um was it like him in a house it was like a horror another horror movie with lawrence fishburne um because there's one movie where he was uh oh i know what you're talking about it's it's not not that that one one. it's another it's like a ghost story it's called 1902 oh oh, okay i know what you mean yeah uh yeah i've never I never looked into it, but, but since he was, that's another Netflix original, maybe he had a contract. Right, probably. Um, but definitely, just about anyone could have played his role. Yeah. A- anyone from a, this, someone's first role ever in Hollywood? Right. To just anyone. Anyone. And, st- and I mean that <laughs> wholeheartedly, anyone could have taken that role. Right, and it's not because of Thomas Jane's acting, it's the, the no. character was super... Not just his, but all the characters were right, incredibly right. bland. There was nothing that they were that we could have related to or really wanted to know more about. Really. Right, right. So I think, yeah, like you said, anyone could have just been taken his shoes and just been in his role or whatever. And it just kind of went on the same way. I think to have Thomas Jane as part of it is almost like a huge letdown. Right. Because and we're thinking, dude, 
you have a lot of great acting chops. Like you, we've they, seen it. Yeah, we've seen what Thomas Jane can do. Exactly, we've seen him in The Punisher. We've seen him in The Mist. This dude is quality and high caliber. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about this before. He, we want to see him in bigger roles, more leading roles. Yeah. So this was kind of a weird one for me to watch him do. Dude. Um, even a Kate Bosworth, too, though. Like, yeah. Kind of like, she doesn't do the greatest movies. She's kind of, she's one of those actresses, like, I, that face I've seen so many times before, but I can't count five movies you've been in. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> right. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like, it's just, it. like, the script didn't really do much for these characters, uh, or even the actors at all. For example, we've got uh, Thomas Jane, he plays Mark. He is just this family man who is trying to get over the loss of his son, who, who, who dies by drowning in a right, bathtub, in which, again, is weird. Right. How? How is that possible? Right, he wasn't like three. Yeah, no, not at all. He was like seven? Yeah, and that tub, like, unless unless they didn't show the full length of the tub, and like the tub was like fucking a tank, like, you know what I mean? Like maybe a foot and a half of water. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I... Stand up. Yeah, just, hey, just, hey, calm down, and, um, just, just jump up, like, 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 sit up, and then you're good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see how that could have actually played out but that's what that is the death that's looming over the entire story right. and you know thomas jane he's like or, or mark anyway he's just trying to get through like you know it's been yeah. so and so long since that happened and then he um like he, he's a really nice guy and he's probably the only character that you can be like ah you know i really like him right and and honestly part of that is just because we know who thomas James right exactly exactly yeah. because we already are familiar with him yeah and then he they they're just like hey you know what you're gonna you're gonna die by the canker man before the third act happens fair enough yeah i i no longer want to be part of this it's probably a relief for him yeah right <laughs> I, I, I we were talking about this before uh, the episode before recording this and i was saying like do you think like at any point <laughs> at the set of this film he was just kind of sitting there like what the fuck am i doing here? what's going on <laughs> like, like you just got done with the scene and just like with no effort you're just like fuck I should be Rick Grimes right now. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yo, hey, Frank, uh... Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont. Uh, are you, um... Hey, you, you know... He's, like, twirling, like, the cable. <laughs> the cable. Hey, do you remember... Because he doesn't have a cell phone. Doesn't have a cell phone. Do you remember that role you are telling me? Um, you know, Rick. Rick Grimes? <laughs> like <he's, laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick Grimes, who else? And he's like... Thomas, I'm I'm not I'm no longer part of that show. Like I'm they're in season nine for God's sake. <laughs> I'm suing them. <laughs> so you're you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> what about the Punisher? Can we do anything about that? Come on, let's let's do that. T Thomas, are no. you okay? Like you you had disputes with Marvel. What no. is going on? You're you have a contract with Netflix, don't you? You you know someone's John. He he took the role, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, well Frank, I, I got to do something. I can't be doing before I wake for much longer. Like, listen, listen, listen. I, I, I get that, but consider this. You die. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Deep Blue Sea 3. Okay. Okay. <laughs> On my way. <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened. And then 
uh, he had to speak with, with director Mike and he said, hey Mike, I just got off the phone with my boy Frank here. Um, I'm going to go off and do Deep Blue Sea 3 yeah. um, or 4, whichever one is currently out. And uh, it's going to conflict with my schedule, so I, I'm going to have to get killed off here. This next scene. This this very next Change scene. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we, we, well, I guess it wouldn't really matter what we do on the street. <laughs> All right, done. Yeah, you know what? That would actually help clear up about a few days worth of uh, filming. So, yeah, let's do it. All right, everyone. Change of plans. <laughs> <laughs> Changing gears here. Changing gears. <laughs> Everyone, as the Horror Academy likes to say, changing gears. Like the whole crowd, changing gears. <laughs> That's right. There's a live audience. <laughs> no, like the film crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And <coughs> one of the things that I didn't like is um, we're talking about like these characters that kind of don't feel relatable. And a part of that is when... Uh, um, what what's her name? Kate Bosworth, uh, her character Jesse. She there's this huge disconnect in that scene where she's talking to Cody when she's yeah. tucking him in, and he's like, you know, the, the canker man is coming after me, and that's why I don't like to sleep. And she's just like, well, you're safe now. Yeah, but he says he's always with me. Well, it's gonna be hard for him to find you. He he ate my mom. <laughs> it's fine, Cody. Like it's just weird. He's saying this shit, and right. she's like, "It's gonna be okay. You're in a new home." Like, bro. Like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Like, he's saying he says the canker man ate my mom. I get that you think it's part of his imagination, but maybe look into this. Yeah, he is your adoptive son, you know, after all. So just look into that. Like, it's so weird, dude. I'm like. They do that so much in movies, dude, where, mm -hmm. like, the victim, <clears throat> in horror movies, the victim will always say something, and the supporting cast or, like, the main person will just be like, ah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's something that if, if you were told in real life... People would worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> fuck, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> you don't just brush that kind of shit off, dude. It could be a film where the character is like, you know what, I'm, I've been thinking about it. I'm probably just gonna shoot everyone in my in my house. Like I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. And the person they're talking to is like, "Well, you know, everyone goes through stuff from time to time, but you'll you'll be okay." Right. That's how that's how shit happens. That's how Amityville. That's happened. how Amityville happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so <clears throat> there we go again. Shit. And so. And so. And well, furthermore. <laughs> when Mark dies, he he gets swallowed up in the body of the Kinker Man. That's that. If you're in his shoes, that's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Jesse's trying to wake up Cody, and then the Kinker Man like you know bitch slaps her. She falls down, and then she 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 knocks. She gets knocked out. When she comes to, she sees Cody calling the cops. There's this whole yeah. thing yeah. where they're taking him away, and she she never. Because of like the sudden motion of, of, of events, right, right. she never gets to sit down and be like, dude, my, my husband. Not right away. But eventually she does get that chance. But she doesn't react to the death of Mark. She, she's never like, she never just breaks down. Yeah, like, dude, that's your husband. Yeah. There has to be like uncontrollable wailing of just agony and pain. Like, you just lost the love of your life. Right, dude. This isn't one of those, well, He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do shit now. Like, bro, cry. 
<laughs> Shed a fucking tear. Yeah. Or two for that matter. You fucking bitch. <laughs> you lost your kid. You your biological son. Yeah. You lost your uh, husband. Yep. And then you lost your act- your adoptive kid. Yeah. And, and you're losing your mind. And she's like, ah, well, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get out of this. Jesse, hey, react normally. Be human. <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing that I do like about this film is the way that they use like the obscure shots and use of darkness to kind of play on fear. Yeah, you know? it was fun. It was yeah, yeah, like you see her walking to when when they're seeing the butterflies. She's walking to like the door or something, and in the hallway. Yeah, you see the figure. You see the figure, and I was watching that that hallway. It was really dark. It was really well um, obscured, but they were like just in the couch, whatever. And I'm like, dude, that'd be really nice if something was back there, just kind of looking at them the whole time. But I'm like, ah, this is not a James Wan film. They're probably not going to do that. Right. And then you see like an uh, like a blurred figure in the back. Right. And I'm like, oh shit, that's so dope. And one of my, uh, uh, the, the other thing that really, that I enjoyed was that scene where she's in the kitchen getting a glass of water. Um, it's, it's dark and in the, in the blackness of the living room, she's kind of looking and the camera's just there, just, just watching right. her and you see something emerge from the darkness. And then she drops a cup. Then she drops the cup. And that was like, that was really well done. I think. I, I love that. And also... Me, if I, I was me and I saw that and I dropped the cup, I wouldn't look down at the cup. Nope, no, no, not at all. Like, not at all. Oh shit, I broke another cup. <laughs> How about the fucking figure manifesting? <laughs> yeah, dude, just manifesting itself in your kitchen. Yeah, like that's more important. Yeah. Oh shit. Excuse. Hold on one second. Don't don't move. Don't move. I just ooh, I broke the glass. Uh, fuck. Okay. Uh, um. Okay. Uh, can you just stand right there? Okay. I'm gonna get the broom. Hey, Mark. Mark. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> I broke another glass. <laughs> ah, woman. <laughs> but yeah, there's a few really cool scenes. Like <clears throat> that first one where we saw the figure in the back, yeah. in the background. That kitchen scene when it manifested itself when she dropped the cup. Yeah. In the school. Bro, yes. In the school where the little girl saw the, uh, the canker man. Yeah. And then uh, that was pretty my pretty much my favorite times. He yeah, appeared. I liked when the, that bully was going to Cody, who was like in a who was, who was sleeping anyway. And then he looks behind him, and it was just a like a blatant shot of the Kinker Man. It was it was no like transition. It was no like the camera didn't swing over. It was just a sudden boom, and then you just see him standing there like yeah. these uh, moths flying around yeah. him. And I'm like, oh. Oh shit! That was so well done, and I think they did know how to utilize the the theatrics of that, right? Of, right. of how to create fear so suddenly, but they worried more on that. Like they focused more on that aspect instead of telling a fascinating story. Right. I think they like just because it's a story about a kid whose dreams and nightmares come to life. It's it's not enough to carry the movie. Right. Like exactly. you gotta have more character in your characters, if that makes sense. More personality to them. Yeah. Like I, I don't know who these characters were. It's just like just throw away characters pretty much. Yep. It was like really whatever. 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much how. Um, that's uh, before I wake. That's before I wake. That's how we feel about that movie. Yeah. Definitely. If you guys want to watch it, it's it's streaming on Netflix. This is a, more of a before you watch. Oh shit, man! But, but uh, uh, definitely d- take a look. It's it's not so bad of a movie. Right, that it's, it's it's watchable. It's watchable. So if you guys want to check it out, I'd highly recommend. Sort of, I, I regular recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, subpar, subpar recommended. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna uh, do that thing that we normally do. Yeah, switching gears here. Here, <laughs> it's time to, to switch, switch that. <laughs> it's time to switch that gear. <laughs> so we're gonna do what's going on in horror. We said horror, not horror. Horror. <laughs> I'm like, what? First bit of news: we have Alec Baldwin, who's going to be starring as Thomas Wayne. In the Joker movie, I actually heard he turned it down. And then he turned it down. Yeah. So nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no news here. There is no news. Um, let's continue on to the, the show. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I actually heard uh, he wasn't. He was going to do the role. Yeah. But then I guess the like, way Thomas Jane is written, it's Thomas uh, Jane. Oh shit! <laughs> Th- Thomas Wayne yeah. is written. Uh, Alec didn't like it, and he actually oh. tweeted about it. Oh, he okay. Said, the tweet says something along the lines of, I'm not going to play a Trump-esque character. Oh, I hear that. Because when yeah. when he did take the role, that was something that was in, uh, informed. It was like, right. hey, this character is going to be like kind of like Trump. Right. Almost. So that makes sense, which is kind of ironic because he has played Trump. Right, and like mocking him. But I, yeah. I don't think he would do like a serious like a, role. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, that so. makes sense. I mean, they're going to find someone to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Trump himself, maybe. If he ever... <laughs> <laughs> also wanted to bring up something that uh, I didn't bring up last time was that there was a word, and there's like not a lot of information here, but there's been word that James Gunn is actually coming out with a new horror movie. Yes. So I saw that, and I'm like, this is... Uh, this tickles my pickle, and I like it. Yeah. So I, I think if I remember correctly, he was partnering with Blumhouse. Yeah, for a Sweet. movie called Megan. Was it like M three again? Yeah. I thought that was someone else. No, I'm pretty sure that's James Wan. But James Wan's also doing La Llorona. No, but but so so James Wan is doing it. No, but well, it is James Wan. But the director is some some guy named Andre something. Oh. We covered it too. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Then I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, no, yeah, cuz when I read about it, it was still fresh information. Like there was no further word. It was just, "Hey, he's making a new Oh, so movie. this is a new announcement. Right, correct. Okay, dope. Yeah, so there's a uh he's making a new horror movie that's in the talks. Not a whole lot of information yet like what it will be about, what it's titled, none of that. It's just he he's looking to make one. Tight. So we'll definitely keep an eye out for that and keep you guys posted. <laughs> and then we also have the nun. One week from t- 
to yesterday. One week from yesterday. Well, you guys are listening to it's Monday for you. It's guys. Monday. That's true. So that's true. Uh, in, in four days. Four days. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so guys, the nun is here this week. Yes, and actually, I think they're doing the midnight premiere. So Thursday, technically. Yes. So please, you guys. All of you, every single one of you, and anyone else that you can get, watch it Thursday or Friday, please. Because when when Adrian and I go Saturday, we don't want to be bombarded with any of you. Right. We want to just have the theater to ourselves. Exactly. I don't want to be inconvenienced with other people wanting to do the same thing I'm doing. Exactly. Please Um, don't do that. But yes, dude, The Nun is here this week. Mm -hmm. Super excited. We have the highest of hopes. Yes. With zero expectation of it to uh, <laughs> fail us. Yeah, right, right. Honestly. Yeah. I'm going into this expecting to love it, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Dude, I want to be scared, man. Like, I, I when we when we did the James Wan episode, I, I had the lights off. I watched Dead Silence, and then right after Annabelle Creation, and I was absolutely terrified. Yes. I want to feel that again. I, I want to feel that. I, I want to feel that I this want weekend. you to make me feel like I'm not supposed to be watching this movie, and that, yeah. I, should be, that I should be praying right yeah, now. Yeah, dude. I want to <laughs> feel like I need to just drop my popcorn and just get on my knees and like, Padre Jesus Cristo. So please make me want to do that. Somebody, please get this man a gun. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, But yes, dude, super stoked for The Nun. It's coming out. Everyone should go watch it. And that way you'll catch our episode in which we will be talking about Yeah, we'll do a mini-sode on The Nun the week after. After giving everyone time to watch it. To watch it. So we're going to have crazy spoilers, that's why. Exactly. So (laughs) so please watch it and get your your mothers, your grandmothers, if they're Catholic and religious, even better. Just get them to the theater. Your your infant cousins, your toddler cousins, your... (laughs) Your toddler cousins... (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, just, just anyone anyone who is terrified as shit, please yep. bring them along. And uh, share share your pictures on the interwebs. We'd be happy to see that and uh, yes. poke fun. But probably not that much fun because we're still kind people. And that's going <laughs> to do it for horror. this edition of What's Going On in Horror. In Horror, man. In Horror. Ka-choo! So we're going to do that. Switch, Switch that, that gear! <laughs> Is that going to be our new thing, dude? I think so. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a thing, man. Hey, guys. Uh, well, let, let's let's ask him if they want to keep hearing us do that bullshit. Yeah, do you guys want to uh, listen to us uh, just do chant, that? Switch that gear. Should we record it and then just end, like just slip that audio <laughs> in every time we actually switch gears? Yeah. Make or, it sound like a radio show? Exactly. So let us know, you guys. Switch that gear. <laughs> this is this is uh, you guys' show just as much as it is ours yes we'd be happy to have your collaboration with that well we're gonna go into the babysitter which is another netflix original that came out in 2017 that was pretty fucking decent man and we're gonna go into detail yes we are (laughs) well this one was directed by mick g as it says but i think it's like it's the, his last name, but he just like took the like the first three letters. Like this sounds dope as shit. My name is Mick G, and it was written by Brian Duffield. Again, I don't know what the budget is. I tried looking for it. There was no word on it, but the it did gross 
um, four hundred thousand dollars, which I think that was the lowest we reported on this show. To be honest, yeah. But also, I don't know. And it's crazy because Netflix it a, might have lost money on this. Probably, one. but it's weird because it did get a lot of positive reception. I loved it. It was great. I it's it's a very entertaining movie. It, yeah, it is. I I thought it was. Not the most unique idea, but right. it was a very fun take on it, the idea. It says it's such a summer flick. Yeah, yes, it's a perfect way to yeah. to describe that. It's such a summer film. It feels like it's it's almost it's weird to say because like it's you just feel good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like you watch it to have fun. Like you watch it with friends. You're like, oh, this movie's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, there's some it's violence, some blood. Yeah, but then you have that one friend in the group who's like, I don't know horror, uh, <gasps> and you're like, Linda, it's not fucking horror, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like it is, but it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. This has Samara weaving as a B. We we don't know what the B stands for. It's a B like like the, yeah. the insect. Like Bartleby. Like Bartleby. From Gains for what it was worth. <laughs> we got Judah Lewis as the lead. His name is Cole in the film. We got Robbie Amell oh. as Max. Oh. And then, of course, we got Bella Thorne as Allison. So this movie, it, it did have, like we mentioned, it's a really fun movie. I, I This one, I do highly recommend people watch it. Yes. It had an interesting mix of characters. Like, it had characters that were... Psychotic, kill happy, yeah, comedic, stupid. It was just this whole. And then you had like the like the generic kid, like the main character of the movie. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a young kid, but he's brighter than most. And, and he's he, a dweeb. He's a dweeb. Yeah, and like, he, he knows things that other kids his age don't right, normally right, know. Right. <laughs> Which is literally like every movie this style <laughs> exactly it's just like beyond his ears exactly yeah. like what yeah. the fuck but it does i like it because it does work with the movie it does work with the script. it does yeah yeah it, yeah it adds that element to it and uh man the violence in this movie is very fun it's fun it, it doesn't leave you like oh what the fuck dude like yeah. this is lame it it's, doesn't yeah it's highly entertaining yeah. violence and it doesn't like it's cheap. happy violence. It is. It is. That's the best type of violence. Yeah. And it doesn't cheap out either. Yeah, like no. Like the, the, uh, uh, the effects are yeah. really well done. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, oh gosh, what's the, what's the word I'm talking about? Um, prosthetic? Practical effects. Practical effects, things like that. Yeah. Whether it's that or actual special effects. Right. Though, it's fun either way and it never takes away from the story. Yeah, like it's it's never bad enough where it's like ah, right. I'm distracted now. It's it's actually they, adds. They didn't hold back on the blood. And yeah, and it's they they went through like so much uh, satirical type of right. blood splatter. Right, 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 it, right, it right. was it was insane. Yeah, um, but one of the things that I did like about this movie was that it did have like organic dialogue with it. So when it came when it came to like B and Cole just hanging out and shit. They they had this flow in their conversation. That's true. Where it, it seemed natural. Yeah, it yeah, seemed it, natural. It seemed natural. It, it was enough for it to be entertaining because a lot of people, if they had those conversations, it would be bland. It, like for a movie, it would be bland. Right. But the way that they did it, the way that they spoke, and what they were saying, it was entertaining enough for us to 
kind of get a sense of who they were and also feel like we're part of the movie. Right. It was really fun. It did, it welcomed you into the movie. Exactly. And we had a, a feel for these characters and, and it did feel like they knew each other. Yeah. Like this isn't them filming, like this is just, they really know each other. Exactly, yeah. You, know you, I mean? you feel like that that camaraderie yeah, within yeah. The, the film. Um, wh- one of the things that, that I really liked was uh, just just the, the high levels of what the fuck is going on? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, worst case scenario. Ex- dude. Off the bat. Straight up. Off the bat. <laughs> so, we have we have Cole, who is, like, this 12-year-old kid who still has a babysitter. And, honestly, I would not complain if I was him. No, not at all. <laughs> but he he has this babysitter, and it, it's really weird because I don't know what kind of relationship they have. Like, I know that she's the babysitter, but right. it's like... It's kind of like he's he's in love with her, but at the same time, it's like he looks at her like a sister. Yeah. So it's very weird. I'm like, Cole, where's your head at, dude? Like, she's attractive, but you, you're you still kind of hanging around with her and talking to her, just kind of like if, if she's just a regular friend. Right. You know, and, like, that's great and all, but you also look on her with lust. With lust. And that's really you weird You adult her. Yeah. <laughs> you sick Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so she, or, or so Cole is with, hanging out with, with his friend from school. And she's right. like, hey, yeah. you know what you should do, dude? You should just stay up and see if they fuck all night. And she's like, and he's like, um, yeah, I guess so. I guess I'll do that. Yeah. So he stays up all night. And he's watching B with, I guess, her friends. Who the hell knows? They're just people that she. Yeah, people from school. Like, they just happen to be in that weird Cult, cult, right? Yeah, so they're they're set, sitting around in a circle, and they have the newcomer Samuel, and they're just kind of doing like spin the bottle, but it's like truth or dare, and so she's going around kissing everyone because that's her dare. She she like kisses Robbie Mel, which I mean, who who wouldn't want to kiss Robbie? And then she goes on to kiss uh, uh, oh god Allison, and it's like intense. Right. She kisses the other dude, and then the other girl. And then she goes to Samuel. And then they, like, they kiss a little bit. And right off the bat, she, like, stabs Boom. him with two blades. Two blades. Dude. Like, what the just fuck? The violence knob was turned all the way up. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, uh, oh, this is where we're at. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, dude, I don't know if it was just me, but when, I, when that happened and, and Samuel was, like, screaming, I honestly felt that, dude. Yeah. I felt that in my soul. I'm like, oh, shit, this is that. I know, I know. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It was insane. Yeah. And that's when shit hits the fan. Um, they find out that he was, or that Cole was spying on them, and just everything happens. One of the things that I, that I thought was hilarious was that the cops come after he calls them, and they break in the uh, into the house, uh, Max, he throws the, 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 the fire poker at one of the cops. It goes straight through the head. Which, by the way, how do you throw that hard? Yeah, like, that's insane, dude. Like That's like Jason Voorhees' power. <laughs> yeah, dude. Straight out, like, what are you doing right now if you have that kind of strength, dude? <laughs> and the thing that irritated me was that he killed one cop, but the yeah. other cop was there like, all right, nobody move. Like, they just killed your partner, dude. Like, bro... That's me. My partner's dead. I'm shooting you. Yeah. I'm shooting everyone in here. Even <laughs> if you were there hiding and you were a victim. I'm killing you too. 
Like that's that's the top level uh, white privilege. <laughs> like ah, that might have just been a mistake. So I'm not shooting just yet. <laughs> dude, they're dangerous, bro. Hey, they killed him. <laughs> they killed him. That was intentional. Yeah. One of the things, dude. Max, dude, was shirtless the entire film. Just the entire film. No fucking <laughs> movie. You know who? Who knows? I mean, that was probably. I like that. I like that. I'm kidding. No, uh, honestly, because I, I saw Robbie and uh, Robbie Mel in DC uh, shows and on CW. Right, right. And his cousin is Stephen Amell, who plays the Green Arrow. Who and and that's why I kind of have this like like this fandom towards him or whatever. Right, right. So that's why I'm just more like ah, you know, me and me and Robbie go way back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What was weird to me when I first watched this movie, I, I couldn't figure out, like, were they, were they, like, demons or something? And then, like, as I kind of watched it more, I'm like, no, they're just, they're not even really in a cult. Because as they're talking, they're like, hey, like, B, are you sure that this is going to, uh, you know, make all my wishes come true and shit? So that leads me to believe that they weren't really in it, it It's before. not a cult if their goal was never... Like, they weren't, like... It wasn't a cult. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I, I mean, the, the description of the film says they were a satanic cult. Yeah. but Which makes sense. Yeah. But I think B was the only thing that made it that. You know what I mean? True. She like, was kind of like the leader of right. it. Right. No one else so really... cult-ish. Had, yeah, it's cult-ish, but it never really was an actual cult. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But Max's character, he admitted to Cole, like, hey, I'm just... I'm just here to kill people. Like, that's what I like to do. Now I'm thinking, who are you people? Are, are you, who are you people? Who are you people? <laughs> are you people? <laughs> like, are you high school kids? Because Allison is wearing a cheerleader uniform, but you're you're killing people like, like this is something you do every day. So who are you? What are you doing? What's so weird about this, she goes so far to try to stop this kid. Because he discovered them doing the shit, right? Yeah. If this is something that she does, why this night go all the way out and just just fucking wreck everything and do just be the most destructive force you could <laughs> possibly be? Um, if if she's regularly in a cult mm-hmm. or like kills people, yeah, or and stuff like that, and like why this night you're just gonna if you if you met your goal in killing the kid, like do you just go back to school? Right. Like what do you what do you what was gonna happen after today? Like you just gonna like I have just another dead job. Right. Like that's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so strange. It's crazy, man. The other thing that I was thinking about was uh actually I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> well that's it folks. That's We're it guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had my point. I just forgot what it was. I'm uh, so glad you forgot, dude. Because I just hate hearing you talk. Oh, dude. Thank, oh yeah, dude. Tell me about it. My mom says the same thing. <laughs> that's why she moved to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I couldn't take it. <laughs> that's why everyone in my life leaves. <laughs> <laughs> everyone I know just dies. <laughs> no, but uh, the the movie had a good amount like it was it was comedic yeah but it did have its moments where it was it, it showed the audience like oh hey but but even though it's funny it's, it's serious it's serious yeah like, this kid's like in danger yeah and he's this trying is, to fucking survive this is actual danger for yeah. this kid so laugh away but he's actually he's in danger yeah yeah 
and you see that when he's trying to fight for his life, he's he's getting attacked by these fucking lunatics and yeah, shit. Yeah, fucking but idiots, by the way. Idiots, all yeah. <laughs> he somehow actually ends up killing like all right, of them, or, he, or they just end up dying somehow. Yeah, he's kind of a little bit Kevin McAllister's it. Exactly, just just uh, a whole nother level. Right, right. <laughs> of that. Blood and... And, and gore and gore shit, and dude. Death and mm. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one of the, one of the things that I was thinking about was like for for B. Like she she's she's really attractive and yeah. she's very like she's very kind hearted. Like in the the first act of the movie, she you know she she looks like someone you can get along with. The way she was treating Cole was like, like she was, she seemed down to earth. Yeah, she's cool as fuck. She seemed really cool as fuck. But so. she'd be friends with geeks like us. Man. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> like, like if we were talking to her, she would be very like, oh yeah, you know this and that. Not, not like what we say would go over her head. Like she would understand. Like what, she can keep up it, with like different levels of humor. Exactly. So pretty much, she would be. Ideally, someone that you would want to take back to your Christian family if they can get past the whole cult thing. Right. <laughs> and Mama, I, I know you're, I know you're a pastor and do this, this, and that. And yeah. I just want to let you know, I'll be here. She's in a satanic cult. Um, um, they they actually actually do blood sacrifices. Yeah. I do want to let you know about that right now. It's, it's not the uh, the new trend where it's worshiping yourself. This is actually worshiping the. the Satan, the devil, the devil. and then like, just gonna <laughs> do a ritual, and ritual, we're gonna, and we're gonna do the thing, kill people, and, and then we're just gonna stab them and use and the blood. Then, and I'm gonna keep having her come over, come and over, and she's know. gonna bring spirits into the house. And <laughs> 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 so, and, and your parents are like, uh, "Well, you know, until I get to meet her, and then it's off the table." Like, you know what? Okay, okay, I'll bring her right. Back. I'll bring her right back for you. I'll bring her right back, and then you're gonna feel. I'll bring her right back for you, eh? And then uh, they're gonna be like, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, yeah. you can date her. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, my son. I approve. I approve. And the like being being cold though, it's like you have this attachment to to be as your babysitter and as probably one of your best friends. So, oh yeah, and now you just have to. <laughs> face the facts that this person cannot be your friend. Yeah. Now wants to kill you. But but also, like, she needed him as, like, this faucet, as she calls him. So if I was a call, I'd say, hey, you know what? You're you're probably one of my better friends. Um, I really appreciate our friendship. So I'm going to overlook this. I'm just going to turn my back. Um, you do whatever you want, but <laughs> I'm going to just, you know, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but I'm hoping we can still remain cool. And she's like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah. Luckily, I don't have to kill you. <laughs> and, that, and that's how that's how that works. But I probably I don't know. I, I'm I'm too I'm too clingy. Yeah. So I'd be like, "Ah, fuck! What do I do? What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the, the movie was 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 incredible. Like for what it was. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun watching it and. I definitely watch again. Exactly, I I play it again. Like I I was gonna watch, or I did rewatch it so that I could have a fresh take on it again. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm I'm actually excited for this. Like yeah. this, this is a fun film. I uh, really really do enjoy it. Um, this is actually one of the times where like, like Bella Thorne in this character in this in this movie was funny. You know, she she did her thing, and 
I don't I don't care to see her in anything else. <laughs> I I would have to agree. Yeah. It's I don't know, like I don't know. Like you know what I mean? She she's a good actress. This is a great role for her. I really like seeing her in that. But if she was in something else, I'm I'm not gonna go watch a movie because she's in it. Right. It was just like ah uh, okay. <laughs> I do watch it because Robbie Mel is in it. Robbie, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. <laughs> what a heart. What a teenage heartthrob. <laughs> if only. But uh, uh, what's his name? Leslie Bibb is in this too as a mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot. About yeah. That. No. Straight up, dude. <laughs> straight fucking up. Like who the hell remembers that? But the babysitter is currently streaming on Netflix. So check that out. Yeah. Let us know what you think. And now it's time for the. Main, Main event of the evening, and it's time to switch that gear. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh fuck! <laughs> Damn it, dude! Damn, that was a little much. That was a that lot. Was, that was a lot of energy, dude. That was brutal. That was main uh, event. Uh, <laughs> that was switch that gear. That was ah. <laughs> And you want me to go, ah? <laughs> well, stick my dick in it and go, ah! <laughs> oh, oh fuck. shit, dude. So, so this is a movie that we really uh, wanted to go into. This was The Ritual. Fantastic film. Easily the best Netflix original. It, uh, just whatever is a better word for incredible and amazing is what this movie is. This was 2017, directed by David Buckner and written by Joe Barton, which, Joe Barton, do more things, yes. please. This movie was absolutely phenomenal. Yes. It had a perfect mix of, not a perfect mix, forget that sentence, but it was a simple story that kind of took you along for its ride it was never complicated it was right. never this thing where it was like i don't know what the fuck is going on right you don't know what's going on but it's not because there was a misinformation right or right whatever right. the fuck it was it was just it was an incredible tale of two lovers i'm gonna <laughs> it was just these these friends who are going into the forest in in memory of a friend that they lost right they're yeah they're paying tribute to him just kind of taking a bro trip right what I love about the ritual, dude, is it didn't try to force you to feel anything. Yes. It didn't try to force you to get in a certain mood or mindset for this film. Yeah. It just kind of it just kind of let you think for yourself. Exactly. And uh, I felt I'm pretty, like it's one of those movies where I feel like I would I felt differently watching it than when you what you felt watching it. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, the adventure and, like, the shit they were going through, like, I don't know, man. It's It was very well done. And like you said, it was simple. It, mm-hmm. it, it stayed on track. Yeah. It didn't do anything stupid or just weird. It right. kind of just did its own thing, and it had a solid story throughout. Exactly. It, it had the subplot of the main character, Luke, who is... Well, all of them are still grieving the loss of their friend, Robert, who was murdered in a convenience store robber uh robbering and it also had the main plot of them being hunted in the woods by this 
towering beast, like a Norwegian mythical creature. It was a, it was a Nordic uh, creature yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. and and it, you know it it had these two plots, and overlapped them, but it was still incredible because it it was just like this this is what's going on right now. Right, just these two things we need to worry about. We'll, we'll sprinkle in some character relationships, some some uh, strained friendships here mm-hmm. and there, some horror. It knew what it was. It knew what it wanted to be. Exactly. We have, uh, like I mentioned, Rafi Spall as Luke, who's actually in uh, Shaun of the Dead. He played that guy, the the TV salesman, who's Uh, like, you got red on you. (laughs) (laughs) And and Shaun's like, how old are you? Seventeen. He he said it so weird. He's like, Like, seventeen. Seventeen. And and then, like, what is he saying? Eighteen? Seventeen. I don't know what he said. He said <laughs> 17 eventually. I had to put the subtitles on. Sorry, my UK friends. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we also have Robert James Collier as Hutch. Sam Trufton, or Troughton, I don't know, as Dom. And then Archer Alley as Phil. This is the, the main cast who are, like I mentioned, they are trekking through the woods. Or they're going on a hike, actually. Right. As their late friend Robert had actually mentioned while they were in the pub. They're like, hey, where should we go? And I think he mentioned, like, hey, well, let's do a hike. So they're kind of doing it in tribute to him. Right, right. Halfway through the hike, Dom, he, he, he like, sprains his... Uh, or he trips over and, like, hurts his knee. And they have to cut through the woods to get to the other side and, and just kind of end their hike earlier. So they all were like, yeah, let's let's just do it. They they go through the hike. Now, before I actually get to that, the, the opening scene, I don't want to miss it. That yeah. opening scene was absolutely terrifying. Yes. It followed these five friends in a pub, and they're all just trying to figure out what should they do for their annual get-together or whatever. And as they leave, uh, Luke is like, hey, someone want to pop in the store with me while I get some alcohol, even though I totally just had alcohol at the pub that we were in? Yeah. And everyone's like, nah, mate, like, I'm just trying to get home to my lovely wife and my kids that we all have. But Robert's like, you know what, mate? I got you. Let's go. So they go in. They're just talking. Then they find that the clerk is being right. up. Right. And the robbers come in, dude. Yeah. What was your, like, initial thought when that, when you saw that scene unfold? Um, well, I, I immediately put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. and what I would feel and what I would try to do. Obviously, in your mind, uh, you get a better outcome. But, like, in reality, like, that shit is probably not going to go the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how fucking scary this shit is. Yeah. And what the fuck can I do to survive if, like, you have a gun? Yeah, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like... They could they can kill me at any point, or they can just be bluffing. But I can't make that assumption. Right. And uh, when uh, he let he practically let his friend die. Mm-hmm. And this scene was supposed to be the. Uh, I don't know. This is where I feel when I was saying how it makes you feel different. Like every every person watches it and feels different. I felt that guy was a piece of shit for letting his friend die. Oh, really? I feel like other people sympathize with him. Like, well, you got to understand, mm-hmm. he was terrified and paralyzed in fear. I'm like, yeah, but that's your boy. Yeah, dude. Like, any of my boys get jumped, or regardless of what's happening, dude, I have to jump in. Mm-hmm. I have to take action mm-hmm. and help my boy out. Right, right. So I took that like, oh, man, you fucking piece of shit. Like, yeah. I do feel bad, but bro... 
this was this is all on you, bro. Like you you could have done something. Yeah, dude. I as as he was retreating backward when right. they were seeing the the robbers. If I was him, if I was Luke, I would retreat, but I would have grabbed Robert. I would have grabbed him like, dude, right. come with me. What right. are you doing? Robert, it was weird. Like, I think he was just kind of paralyzed too. Like, yeah. he, or petrified. He just kind of saw Luke leaving and he's like, uh, what if I, like, if I move now, I'll catch their right, eye. Right, right. But I would have just grabbed him like, dude, come with me now. Right. Like, we'll just hide it out. We'll text our friends like, dude, get the cops or get your asses in here. Yeah. We, we, we got a situation. But him, like, being in that situation where it's, like, just you, you're on the clock. Your friend's going to – is in danger. You only got, like, the bottles around you. Right. In, in, a, in, a, in a badass world, I would have grabbed another one of the bottles from the shelves, chucked it through the air, and when it smashed, right. they would have seen it and maybe just – Go in, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, go in, but, but it it was like, dude, like it's just it's hard because like you didn't do anything, not a single thing. You just kind of let you it just unfold. Pussied out. Yeah. yeah, and there was a moment where he was like, he grabbed the bottle by the neck and was like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got to do something, and then he just didn't do anything. Like you saw that it reflect in his face, and there was, he was so defeated, you can just see like absolute shame in his face, and like that's what's lingering and that's what's like that's the like oppressive vibe oppressive vibe throughout the film yeah that's, that's what's haunting him the entire time yeah and his i don't think his friends really knew that that was how it went down right um they they i don't think they they knew they just to they, like the extent right they they knew yeah. that he came out unharmed and without a without a speck of blood they knew that that's what happened or, or that the results right. anyway, but they didn't know what went down exactly. Right. And I, I think he didn't tell them because of the shame he felt. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. Dude, if I put it like that, I would not. Right, dude. But then at the same time, I would feel so guilty for not admitting it. Yeah. Because that's going to be bottled, bottled up and that's going to fuck with me, dude. Yeah, dude. Tell me about it. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. And that just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And then shit just gets so fucking worse. Dude. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Like, it is just bad, dude. Once they start trekking through the forest, they, uh, that that same night, it's a stormy night, they find the cabin, they go in, like, well, mates, let's, uh, let's make a shelter here. Disregard they, the symbols. Let's just completely forget that this is absolutely dangerous and it looks pretty satanic. Yeah. Um, and then they find that weird humanoid figure statue thing yeah. in the attic. Dude, once I see that, I'm like, I'm out. I'm dude, out. It's like, yo, we we really cannot stay here. We have to leave. This is some crazy shit. I'd go back to the hilltop that they were on when there was no trees around. Yo, yeah. I'd go back there and like send signals or some shit. Right. I'm not moving from here, bro. <laughs> yep. No. 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 Not doing it. <laughs> you know what sucks? The guy that sprained his ankle. Like, you never want to be that guy in the story. Oh god. Like you're the you're the dead weight. Like you're yeah, dude. You're you're the burden on everyone, and there's gonna be sour feelings towards you. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to be that guy, right? Because you hate yourself for getting injured, and you feel like everyone is just like looking at you, like if we could just fucking leave it, you right now. Yeah, if if it wasn't for you, yeah. dude. And they actually do talk about that. Yeah, and like, it, and what's crazy is like you being like, if you put yourself in that situation, you're gonna start thinking that way too, like. 
he wouldn't be fucking dead if I wasn't a fucking idiot and got injured. Right. And now everyone's thinking the same thing. And you just, like, you just fucking loathe yourself at that point. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Like, it was just <laughs> harsh. And then what made it worse is, like, Luke was angry with, with Dom for saying shit like that. And he's, like, he's you know, he's pushing him and stuff. He's like, where was that fire? Where was that fight when Robert needed that? Ooh. And it's like, oh, oh. dude. He's like, you, you'd, uh, you'd fight your friends, but you wouldn't stand up for them. And he's like, you are not my friend. He's like, what? You, you are not my friend. You're not. No. And I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. That is hardcore, oh. dude. But the writing was spectacular. It, it, it was. And the, the way they delivered, like, like, they felt like you felt like this. they've actually been friends for the longest time. Yeah. Like, these actors did such a phenomenal job. And the character relations and... The character development was right. so fucking well thought out. Dude. Yeah, dude. And it played well. Like, you got into the... Like, the arguments that they had, you were into it. You're like, oh, shit. Like, because it was drama, <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. it was drama, it yeah. Was, it was drama that you can relate to. Right, Because right. that's some shit that does happen in real life. And, uh, don't blame me for indulging in some drama <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> but right before that argument happened... Uh, Hutch or, or Luke tells Hutch, "Hey, I'm gonna go to that uh, uh, hillside and see if there's if I can see a road or some oh, shit." Oh fuck! He goes up to the the to the cliff or to the hill. I mean, and it's crazy, dude. You can see where the actual forest ends, right? And the like weird magic projected forest starts right like it's just a sudden change of color and uh cinema cinema what the fuck was that i don't know but he's looking he's kind of defeated Luke is like ah shit like there's more forest there's no way to get out of here he looks on into the forest and the camera zooms into something and then at one of the the trees, you see a hand just kind of uncurl itself from a trunk. Dude. Ugh. Oh, shit. And he, like, staggers back just like yeah. we would. And it turns back to the, the trees, and you see this shape, this Goliath thing. Which was in the shot the whole time. The whole time, dude. And they, it, they camouflaged, and it was right in our faces the whole time, and... We got to see it as soon as it moved, and we're like, "Oh, fuck!" Yeah, dude. When me, I remember when we watched this, dude. When I watched this for the first time, and I saw that, I had zero clue that that was the, what the movie's gonna be about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no fucking idea that right. it was gonna be like a creature feature, pretty much. Yeah, and it was just this fucking towering, crazy-looking beast. It was insane, dude. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be some kind of satanic shit. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this is crazier. Yeah. Dude, it was it was intense. And then they do it again later on in the film oh, where they, they, uh, they were trekking up a hillside. Yeah. And then in the back, you see it. And it looks like it was just kind of keeping an eye on them. Right, right, And it right. just kind of moves on. Like, Oh my god, this they're being hunted. Yeah, that was, and that was another scene where I didn't even notice it there. Dude. In, until it, it the camera made it obvious. Like, yo, it look it, look. Bro, look. <laughs> Take a look. Take a look. Oh, they're <laughs> like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, dude. While they're sleeping, they they get haunted in their dreams. Something yeah. some crazy shit happens. The first night they spend in the cabin, all of them have a crazy weird dream. 
uh, what's his name? Phil. He's up at the in the attic worshiping naked, naked and worshiping this this figure. And he had no clue. He, got he, he had no clue. He had no idea what was going on. Luke awoke in the outside with five holes in his chest. Yeah, dude. It, it, like you look at the holes, and they look gnarly. Like not like bad, but like they they look like professionally done like surgically right. done yeah yeah yeah. And it was like oh dude are you not in pain bro that, are, that, that it looks like it hurts. stings yeah dude. dude like it stings and what's crazier is that minutes or seconds before he woke up because he's looking at the branches and trees that were like demolished by something and it's like right, right, right. seconds before you woke up that thing was right there yeah like what the fuck dude that's insane so now that they were kind of marked or whatever they every night he's having these dreams and it all goes back to that convenience store yeah. night where he yeah. lost robert and i love that because it's like hey the story is telling you we're not losing focus on what actually is happening yeah this is what's going on this this is what's oppressing him and he he has a dream where hutch's tent just disappears like yeah, it like yeah. gets yanked out and then he wakes up he's like oh shit Phil is outside, like, just screaming. He's like, ah, and, like, Phil, what the fuck are you doing, mate? And he's like, ah, look, and, like, Hutch's tent is disheveled, whatever. They find him. Dude, oh, gosh. Yes. They find him hanging in the trees with his insides out. Yes. Like, he was slaughtered, like, um, literally slaughtered, like a cow. Like, he was hanging on the trees by his arms, Yeah. And just, he just ripped open. Right, dude. It looked like someone just <clears throat> punched through his chest and ripped out whatever they grabbed hold of. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And th- this movie, at, when when it, it got to, the, at, at this point of the film, I got a, I got a Blair Witch vibe. If it wasn't. Oh! I got, I got a Blair Witch vibe as if the Blair Witch wasn't a found footage film. Oh, like yeah. Like if it was done in, in the style of the ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have paid off the same. Yeah. And I got that vibe, and I, I, I almost feel like they did take some... Uh, Maybe some elements. Some elements yeah. from it, because... I don't know, dude, the scene where like they start getting picked off one by one... Oh, dude, that shit fucking... That was terrifying. It's terrifying, dude. dude. This yeah. giant-ass creature, you can't see. Which is bizarre, because it's yeah. giant, and you yeah. can't see it. Um, dude, when they find that Hutch is dead, that acting was incredible. Yes. They all, like, dude, Dom was terrifying. Like, the way he was reacting, yeah. I felt that, dude. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, God, no. I'm like, dude, I yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God. Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> what was that from? Uh... Dude, oh, that was, I think, Gremlins or something? No, that was a Trolls. Or trolls, something. yeah, some, something with, like, little creatures, right? Or a leprechaun? Or... No, no, not definitely not leprechaun. I forgot what it was, but, from, but I know what you're talking about. It's one of those like notoriously bad <laughs> yeah. that people just always talk about. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so they get picked off one by one. It's it's Hutch, and then Phil goes next, and then Dom and uh, and Luke. They actually find a trail, and they get captured by this weird little colony. You know, they they're, they're kind of waiting there and shit. Dom tells Luke, "Hey, I had this dream where I was gonna be like I'm gonna die. This thing is gonna." I'm going to be sacrificed to this thing. But yeah. just before I saw it, I saw my wife, Gail. And that's what we see him earlier in the film, screaming her name. 
these the, the call the the not the cult but the, these colonists yeah. they they take him upstairs and like torture him or something it's fucking sad as shit and they prepare him for this ritual they tie him up to this pole and outside and you see this thing like the trees moving yeah but from the darkness comes this small petite woman and it's his wife and she's like holding his his face and stuff like hey just come home and he's like hey yo and then it turns back, and it's the eyes of a uh, monster, dude, who is... Well, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, dude, he, like, grabs Dom. And it's crazy. Like, he, he's grabbing him by the face, and Dom is holding on to this thing's hands, too. Yeah, which are human hands. Human hands. attached to its face. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Like, who thought of this shit? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, dude, like, you got to put a lot of strength on your arms. Right. Like, you're... Yeah, just fucking <laughs> hit the gym, bro. <laughs> and he pierces him through the branch of the tree. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, yeah. fuck, dude, that was sad as shit, man. Um, after that, one of the girls, I think her name is Sarah, she comes into the room where Luke is being held, and he he's he's hiding his his hands because he broke through the yeah, the yeah. ropes after breaking his thumb, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Which, by the way, I could not even if I really, really wanted to. Nope. Probably couldn't do that. <laughs> nope, never. Nope. No. <laughs> hell no. That'd be, I, I would still be trying to shimmy out of right, those, yeah, those jokes. Yeah, absolutely. And he's asking her, hey, what's going on? What is this thing? And all the questions that, that we're, we're asking, she tells him, oh, it's, it, this, this thing is a Jotun. It's the bastard offspring of, of Loki. You, you know the, the Marvel character? Yeah, him. That guy. And pretty much we're just sacrificing people. And it's like, why? Yeah, yep. It's like, oh, because, you know. That's how we survive. <laughs> that's how we survive. Hey, you know, he's, we worship this thing because it gives us eternal life. It's like, well, why was I marked? Ah, because of the pain you're suffering. You know that, the pain, the one that's been lingering for you the entire film. Oh, the thing with Rob? Uh. Who's Rob? <laughs> but pretty much he's yeah, marked yeah, yeah. because he has the most pain. Right. Which I thought was brilliant because it did give a story and a reason for them to be hunted by this, right, this monster. Right, 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 One of the things that I, I thought was incredible was we see the monster full on. We see the full shape of this thing. What, so with horror, when, when there's a demon, a monster, a creature, something... Most of the time, when we see it full on, it's not terrifying. It's not like, oh, you, you lost me, like uh, Insidious with uh, Darth Maul. Uh, yeah. Once we saw him, it's like, oh, I'm not terrified of you anymore. I think part of that is because we see that it's a human shape, and now we kind of address it to something that we are familiar with. But when we see the Jotun, we're like, oh, we can see you, but we don't know what the fuck you are even in the light. Because it's this like deer uh, buffalo antler human thing like what the fuck are right. you and even in that we like it's just terrifying because the shape of this thing is something we we've never seen before and just looks fucking weird man mm-hmm. and i i completely agree mm-hmm. in horror films when when you get the full reveal of the villain it takes away from the horror it's no longer horror it's just right. a, a a battle sequence yeah. that leads to the end of the film. Exactly. And uh, this kind of is still kept the horror element mm-hmm. with yeah. the creature being fully revealed. 
spectacular graphics, by the oh, way. Oh, absolutely. It looked phenomenal, very well done. Yeah. This it was it wasn't like like most where it it looks fake. Right. Yeah. It, it looked almost tangible. Yeah. Like it was a real creature and it, it delivered, man. That shit was terrifying. Right. It was massive dude it was dude it was like, insane like if you ever were camping you saw this thing just running in the woods oh hell you, no. you'd be scarred for life dude. absolutely this shit's a demon that's bro. the like, thing that you would yeah. have nightmares about and after after he escapes from the village the village of just psychotic people right just old weird motherfuckers <laughs> yeah he ends up burning the house in tribute to Dom, who was like, hey, when you get out of here, burn this place to yeah. the ground. So he does it. He escapes. The Jotun is after him. And the Jotun is just trying to force him to worship it. Right. To, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like trying to hold him down, like to like bow down to Bow me. down, exactly. And in that, he, he kind of, he does it. And then he sees Robert again. Yeah, and the whole time he's been called a coward for right, not standing right. up for for Robert, and he grabs the axe that he stole from the village, and he like not doing it. He gets up and just slams the axe into the Jotun's head, and I was like, dude, that is spectacular! <laughs> yes. Like the character yes. arc yes. and that fucking. There's, there's like you're fighting now. You're there's like there's that fight. <laughs> Where was that fight when Robert needed you? <laughs> You'll fight your friends. <laughs> but you won't stand up for them. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, that was kind of like the, the glorious turning point Exa of the film. Yeah, and then he, he's dipping out of there. He, he finally re he breaks the tree line. He's out of the forest, and the Jotun is still there because he can only live in the forest. Yeah. And the Jotun is kind of like... And then Luke... Weird-ass weird ass roars, by the way. Right. Yeah. But Luke is just screaming at the top of his lungs back to it. And, oh, dude, this is what I loved yeah. about The Ritual, man. This is why this movie is a must-watch. And this is why we saved it for last. Because the acting was spectacular. Yeah. And this ending sequence of... of uh, based on his name. Luke. Luke screaming at this creature. He wasn't just screaming at it because he was, like, angry at it. What this was, was him releasing all the guilt, yeah. all the shame, releasing all the negativity, all the bad emotions, the and the pain of losing all his friends. This was him just, like, from, like, a very primal place in your chest. Right. Just letting it all out, like, at this creature. Yeah. And it was just, dude, spectacular. It was, it. it was perfect, dude. Like, you could feel all of that in his screams, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, you... You could feel like he was, it was so, like, passionate, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> like, damn. It was, it was just a very amazing moment because he's finally out of the forest. Yeah. You can feel like he's finally let go of the pain and he's not this coward anymore. He's, he's learned to stand up for himself. Yeah. And, the monster's like, okay, okay, damn, fine. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I'll let you go. Oh, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's walking through the forest, or not the forest, but the, the hill with his, the axe in hand. So he's just kind of hobbling around. He's like, I made it. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> like he, he's walking through the, uh, the, the, the hill, and he just stops suddenly. He drops the axe. And he's, like, patting his, his shoulder, like, his, his shirt. Yeah. He's like, oh, my wallet. 
Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh, Totes my had my social card in there. <laughs> my fucking wallet. Okay. Um, I needed one more stamp for a free cup of Starbucks. Shit. Oh, uh, I could go for Starbucks right now. All right. Well, dude, turns on his heels. All right. Goes back. To the- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and that's how the movie ends he goes back into the forest to get his wallet yep. for the Starbucks <laughs> and it, and it leaves, leaves you to guess what happened what happened like did he see the Jotun again did, did he the, retrieve his wallet now that he no longer has his pain is imagine the wallet was like in the hill on the other side of like at the beginning of the journey oh my gosh <laughs> just to go through everything he's <laughs> like retracing steps okay so that this is where Hutch died oh there's oh, Hutch there's his body uh, there's, there's the body. cabin Okay, the cabin and uh, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, so. the deer that was split in half. And uh, okay, so I think okay, that's where I go. Oh, that hill about a mile out. Okay, sweet. Ah, <sighs> oh, shit! I should have worn better shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's yeah. about all the time we have. Yeah. Well, we're glad that you spent this hour or so with us talking about Netflix movies and shit. Yeah. And Netflix chilling with us? Netflix Wait, that's and, a hey, you guys just Netflix and chill with <laughs> us. So uh, we're getting pretty intimate with you well, guys at this point. Absolutely. So um, uh, thanks for having us. So in conclusion, Netflix, step up your horror game. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a couple good uh, movies there, but you could you could benefit with adding better selections. Yes, exactly. absolutely. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to watch any of them, they are currently streaming on Netflix. If you didn't already know that we're talking about Netflix, right, so right. we said Netflix for like ten times right, now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely go ahead and check that out. And we want to also give a quick shout out. Yes. To one of our listeners. Yes. Her name is her username is Tiffkins on Instagram. On Instagram, thank you so much. You you shouted us out a while back, and uh, we apologize. We're for just getting, we're just getting back to it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So sorry it took us so long, but we wanted to give you a shout out. Thank you so much for for listening and for being um, a fan. And uh, also, you guys, we just posted a picture today of uh, Saturday, Saturday, the September first, September first. That's right. I'm, keep, I'm I'm losing track of the time of my new book that is currently out. And that is called Sapiens. It is a post-apocalyptic novel where we have a couple of kids just trying to trek through the wasteland of Washington State trying to find a new colony. But along the way, they do have to fight against other bands of survivors and other infected groups of people who are infected with this virus that turns them crazy, psychotic killers. And they have to fight against all of this in order to find a better life at the end of the road. Uh, but that's a, that's a book that I have out, Sapiens. It's currently on Amazon. I'll, yeah. I'll link the um, U.S., uh, Australia, and uh, uh, U.K. links to the show notes. So definitely check those out. Um, but, yeah, let me know, and we'd be happy to... Uh, talk about that as well and again guys we're on we're on spotify we're on itunes we are on stitcher radio we're on libsyn um where else are we on tune in tune in tune in and uh that 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 that's about it that that about does it um so yeah check us out on instagram the horror academy 
at the horror academy. at the horror academy and uh, send us some some DMs, you guys. We'd love yes, to talk to you. Just slide in there. Slide in there. Go ahead. It's wide open for you. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions on what movies or what sub subgenres you want to want us to cover, we'd be happy to go over those details as well with you guys. Yep. And or or that's my customer service voice coming out, but we'd be happy to go over those topics as well. But that's gonna do it for us. That just about does it, man. Does about yeah, does about yeah. justice. Yeah. What the fuck did what? I just no, say? No idea. Who knows? Yeah. Well, as always, you guys, my name is Chris. And this is Adrian, and you just listened to the Horror Academy podcast.